Jamaica, the land of wood, water, and wind. Wigton Wind Farms, the largest wind energy facility in the English-speaking Caribbean. Providing renewable energy, reduced electricity costs, and a solution for greenhouse gas pollution. Win with Wigton. That was the pitch heard across the island, and Jamaicans responded in droves. Thousands crowded the offices at the country's brokerage firms, all seeking to win with Wigton. But it wasn't always this way. There was a time, less than 20 years ago, when nobody wanted to invest in Wigton. Addressing a standing-room-only audience in March ahead of the IPO, Wigton's general manager, Earl Barrett, said in the early 2000s, the government was forced to go it alone. As far back as 1996, the then government of the country, in collaboration with a Canadian company, I think it was funded by the Canadian government, started looking around Jamaica as people walked around and they said, well, there was a lot of breeze blowing here. And they were saying, there is a possibility of putting up wind turbines in this country and generating electricity from it. I think the government tried with some investment forums then, nothing as elaborate as this, maybe just a two and three people together, to try to get people coming to say, private sector that is, we want to get into this. But what we find in Jamaica that a lot of private sector people are traders. They want quick return on their investment. So they try to bring in a trailer of something, sell it off in three days, return the trailer and start again. So getting into a business like this, there was no traction. So the government said, you know something, let us step in. And so they got in there, and in 2000, Wigton Wind Farm Company was incorporated. It took another four years before Wigton Phase 1 was up and running, and the first 23 turbines were finally producing energy for the national grid. 2010 saw the opening of Wigton Phase 2, bringing nine more turbines and nearly 40 megawatts of electricity in total. But still, there were no takers. A second phase was put up. And that should have woken up Jamaica to say, look, something good must be happening here. Why would they put up a second one? And there was a pause because the government was saying, boy, this thing looks like a good thing, you know, we better hold on to it. But then we found that people who expressed an interest in it were saying, you're a little small, you don't want to make it bigger, it will look more attractive. Your unit cost will come down, you will begin to look attractive for investors to partner with you to offer to buy it. Again, people were busy doing other investments and the government didn't push it until they decided, you know something, we can do better than this. And a phase three was installed in 2016. Importantly, the continued investment in Wigton Wind Farm was done across both PNP and JLP administrations. And that investment has now paid off. At the time of the IPO, the company had become one of the government's most profitable assets. Barrett says they have the enviable reputation as one of the most successful public sector organizations in Jamaica, consistently surpassing their corporate targets. According to the audited financial statements, Wigton Wind Farm raked in net profits of $826 million last year, more than four times what it made in the previous year. And Energy Minister Favel Williams says the renewable energy company has saved the government more than 54 million U.S. dollars in oil imports. Through Wigton phases one to three, we have avoided over 800,000 barrels of oil with an estimated savings of over U.S. $54 million, as well as avoided over 1 million tons of carbon dioxide. The investment has also paid off to the tune of $5.5 billion, which the government raised by selling the company to thousands of ordinary Jamaicans 
through the local stock exchange. It was a widely promoted initial public offering, formally launched on April 9. No less than a trio of cabinet ministers, Prime Minister Andrew Holness, Finance Minister Dr. Nigel Clark, and Energy Minister Favel Williams took the lead in making the pitch to potential investors. I trust that as many of our citizens as possible will take advantage of this great investment opportunity and that everyone involved will win with Wigton. Ladies and gentlemen, bye Wigton! <laughs> Dr. Clark outlined the significance of the occasion. This is the first IPO of a government company in approximately 30 years. But think about that. The first IPO of a government-owned company in nearly three decades. It's also significant because the government is divesting, via the stock exchange, 100% of Wigton. There's no precedent for that. Previous IPOs have divested, you know, 30 years ago, would have divested parts of government-owned companies. And it is significant, as this is the first opportunity that Jamaicans will have to invest directly in the ordinary equity of a company that sells energy. He said their goal was to get thousands of investors. Because the goal is not just to raise nearly $6 billion. The goal, as Minister Williams said, is to have thousands, and she said 10,000, but maybe there could be more, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of shareholders making Jamaicans, not only, as the Prime Minister said, not only voters, but making Jamaicans owners. And boy, did they shatter that goal. All the island's brokerage firms signed up as selling agents and thousands of Jamaicans queued up outside them, applications and money in hand to own a piece of Wigton. CEO of Mayberry Investments, lead broker for the IPO, Gary Peart, says they had to erect tents outside their Oxford Road main office in New Kingston to accommodate the crowd. We've been receiving a lot of applications. A neighbor we had to create a, a new a tent that was outside of a normal building, and that's full, or the building is filled. So we've been processing a lot of applications. Interest okay. seems very high. I think we would have processed more than a thousand people for morning. It's, it's been a lot, and my understanding is that it's the same thing with a lot of the other selling agents. There are some selling agents where people are queued in a line that stretches outside their office. General Manager Client Partnership for JMMB, Fornia Young, says they also saw a surge in applicants in the days before the offer opened. Today, we processed about a thousand transactions. It's primarily from the smaller investors. Even though we close, we have clients in the branches up to 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, and 9 o'clock. Or Portmore branch had clients in there up to 9 o'clock yesterday because it's spillover from earlier in the day. And um, persons actually wait patiently to get their accounts open and to get their investment done. We've been seeing it from last week, and we've actually had even additional persons coming in from our head office, helping the branches, supporting the branches. We've had, we've had to employ other persons to come in and support the branches. With over 31,000 applications total, it was by far the largest IPO the Jamaica Stock Exchange, JSC, had ever processed, 
four times larger than Wisinko, which had previously held the title. Energy Minister Favel Williams says they received applications totaling more than $14 billion. This means people were willing to offer 250% of what the government needed for Wigton. Mayberry Investments has indicated some 31,000 Jamaicans will own shares in Wigton, part of Jamaica's energy future. What is more noteworthy, Mr. Speaker, is that these 31,000 Jamaicans were willing to invest some $14 billion when $5.5 billion was an offer. According to the JSC's managing director, Marlene Street Forrest, Wigton brought nearly 12,000 Jamaicans to the stock market for the very first time. We are pleased to report that 11,772, or 38%, are new investors to the market. This represents an increase in the number of account holders in the JCSD of 7.6%. And if you take one listing, and it is increasing by almost 10%, you can see how tremendous this listing is. The JSC boss says these new investors put an average of $124,000 each in Wigton. According to Mrs. Street Forest, half of all Wigton investors were younger than 40, and more than half were women. 56% of that was female, and 44 was male. And that's significant because in this market, 27% of all investors are female, and the others are male. So this was really turning the tide. Wigton's success can be attributed to several factors, including the structure of the offer, the commitment of the team, and notably, the leadership and vision of Prime Minister Andrew Holness himself. First of all, the government took a unique approach to the offer. With the objective to get as many Jamaicans as possible to invest, the price was set at just 50 cents a share, with a minimum buy-in of just 1,000 Jamaican dollars, as Finance Minister Dr. Nigel Clark explained. It is important to the government that every single Jamaican has an opportunity to participate in this significant initial public offering, the first of its kind in nearly 30 years, offering energy investment opportunity to Jamaicans. And as a result of that, the minimum subscription is a mere $1,000. And the strategy worked. Mayberry CEO Gary Peart and Managing Director of the Development Bank of Jamaica, Milverton Reynolds, say an influx of buyers turned up with the minimum 1,000 Jamaican dollars to purchase shares. Yes, we saw that. Um, but and, and we are very pleased with that, actually, because that was, again, that was one of the objectives that we wanted to achieve. The, 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 the average Jamaican actually purchasing shares mm-hmm. on the stock exchange. But, yes, Gary, but you, you're coming in. Whilst we saw that, what was even more interesting is that by the time the feedback I got from both Mayberry and the other selling agents is, by the time you sat with those people that turned up with $1,000 and explained the opportunity, in a lot of instances, they increased the $1,000. And they, 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 a, a very nice number that seems to have caught everybody's eye was $10,000. And that low buy-in appears to have sparked a trend. All the new IPOs that have come to market since Wigton have set their minimum investment between 1,000 and 5,000 Jamaican dollars, 
making it more affordable for Jamaicans to become investors. Meanwhile, the government also reserved more than 2 billion shares for public sector workers at the same 50 cents a share. No one will be allowed to own more than 10% of the company, at least for the first five years. And the IPO also wasn't managed in the typical way, which often sees small investors left out. We've heard in the past when private sector companies have an IPO on the Jamaican Stock Exchange, it opens and within minutes it's closed and you're trying to get some of it and you can't get any of it. No, 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 no. That's not the way we are going to be doing business here. The way in which the IPO will be structured will be to not go with a first-come, first-serve basis of distribution, but to go bottom-up, bubbling-up. The small investor who applies last will be filled before the large investor who applies first. For all its historic accomplishments, there were many obstacles that could have thwarted the Wigton IPO. Prime Minister Andrew Holness says some in his own administration didn't agree with the approach. When we became a government, the existing thought was that the government needed to own the asset for obvious reasons. It is a profitable asset. Why would the government want to divest itself of a profitable asset? The government should always be seeking to divest itself of unprofitable assets. And then the second reason is that for strategic reasons, you'd want to have an energy company, you'd want to own it. And that was the thought held by previous governments. And indeed, there were some in this government that held that view. So there was a wrestling of ideas as to what should be the position on Wigton. But a lot was also at stake for the Wholeness administration. The Prime Minister had used the IPO as a platform to launch his socialization of wealth ideology, a new iteration of the JLP's Poverty to Prosperity campaign message. The history of Jamaica has been that the government has sought to socialize debt. So companies fail, they incur debt, and the debt becomes public debt. The government has to step in as the bail them out, buy out the debt, hence FinSAC and other such. Or public companies fail, incur debt, and the government has to support them through the budget, hence higher taxes. So effectively, private decisions that fail or public decisions that are poorly made end up costing the taxpayer. So you socialize the debt. What we're trying to do now is to socialize wealth. He says the government now has to be proactive in promoting ownership, as most Jamaicans have never had the chance to truly own their country. The concept of ownership has been very narrow. And for most Jamaicans, ownership comes down to owning a piece of land, which is very important given the historical context which I've just mentioned. We have expanded that concept to own a home. Now we're trying to expand that concept now of ownership to the average Jamaican to say that you can own a piece of a profitable company. And the Prime Minister was committed to seeing it through. Speaking at the listing ceremony in May, Gary Peart thanked Mr. Holness for personally taking the reins when problems arose. 
most of you don't know, there was a point in the transaction where a lot of things were floating around the place. And we just got a simple letter. Cabinet has approved a subcommittee to deal with the soft details of this transaction. And the current minister will chair that subcommittee. So what that was, was a leader taking charge to say, listen, I am making myself available. Whichever decisions don't want to be taken, I am going to take them, obviously, with proper advice. Minister, from Bayberry, we thank you for listening to us. And I think because of your leadership, it was one of the main reasons that this transaction has been a screaming success. The administration was also invested in the IPO not just for political reasons, but financial ones as well. According to Finance Minister Dr. Nigel Clark, the $5.5 billion raised was to be used to pay off some of the country's debt. The proceeds from the IPO will be used to retire interest-bearing obligations of the government of Jamaica. The quicker we bring our debt down, the greater the fiscal space that we'll have to increase spending in a variety of areas. We've already seen that as we have reduced debt faster than was originally programmed. We've been able to do things that people never thought possible. We want to continue in that direction to reduce debt faster than programmed, which will allow us to achieve you know, social and economic expansion and improvement faster than originally expected. Wigton's listing on the Jamaica Stock Exchange has also delivered good returns for its 31,000 investors. Within its first hour of trading, the stock was selling for as high as 75 cents each, a 50% increase. However, that triggered the JSC's circuit breaker rule, which doesn't allow stocks to go up or down more than 30% in a day. Wigton ended its first day at 64 cents a share, a 28% increase, just under the maximum allowed. Gary Peart says this means the company was worth a billion dollars more after its first day on the market. The stock has traded, and its first trade is that it has frozen the stock exchange circuit breaker, Prime Minister. So basically, Prime Minister, I hear you have a committee called Economic Growth, talk about five and four. You need to convene a meeting and say to them that you have done 14 in one. The value of Wigton has just increased by a billion dollars. So whilst you speak about socialization of welfare, you also need to add to your speaking notes the socialization of profit. As of July 18, Wigton was trading at 82 cents on the JSC, a 64% increase in just two months. Observers like chartered accountant Dennis Chung say the future looks bright for the company, which is the largest wind farm in the English-speaking Caribbean. I think it's a good investment. Wigton is a leading renewable energy producer. If you look at the economy, there's going to be an increase for electricity consumption. And therefore, from that point of view, Wigton provided power directly to GPS. I think that the immediate future looks bright in terms of the revenue because basically, you know, once they produce it, I think effectively the GPS will take it. One of the risks certainly is that JPS alone is the only customer, but I don't see that as an immediate issue right now. But if it so happens that electricity consumption reduces, there are the risk of being a price taker. And I'm sure those are some of the things they're going to look at. The management of it, those are some of the things that you look at. But for the immediate right now, I don't see a problem. I think it's a, it's a great investment. If you can get those shares as a reserve public sector worker also, I think you can look at an immediate gain in your portfolio if you were to do that. Energy Minister Favel Williams says Wigton Wind Farm has the potential to be a global company. 
She says going public means the company is now able to make investments in energy projects around the world. I want Jamaicans, when they're thinking about Wigton, not to only think about it in the Jamaican context. Here is a company that is now going to be a private sector company with all the flexibilities that comes with being a private sector entity. So Wigton will not be stuck with just being in Jamaica, with just generating revenues in Jamaica. As a private sector company, subject to the mandate of the board and of its shareholders, it can invest anywhere in the world it wants to invest. So if there are projects in Europe that it feels it can bid on, it has that opportunity. So yes, in Jamaica, the prospects are good when you take a long-term look, but it's wider than Jamaica. This is a company that can be a global company. Wigton's general manager, Earl Barrett, says the company is capable of expanding into other types of renewable energy. Wigton is more than a wind farm in that we were incorporated to be a renewable energy company. So we're capable of putting in not just wind turbines, but it could be photovoltaic, it could be hydro, it could be fuel cells, it could be solar. And buoyed by government policy, Barrett says they're ready to make those type of investments. We will continue to practice good governance. We have been blessed to have always had good boards that work well with the management team. And you don't hear any of that problem that others have in the public domain. And we are always in a ready mode for expansion and growth. We actually have a project now that's shovel ready. If and when the government makes the next call for renewable, we have the next project that is ready. Meanwhile, the Wholeness Administration is now seeking to replicate the success of the Wigton IPO by offering other government assets for sale through the local stock exchange. Up next, the Jamaica Mortgage Bank and the government's shares in the electric utility Jamaica Public Service, JPS. With the interest in the stock market sparked by Wigton, Vice President of Originations and Capital Markets at Scotiabank, Dylan Koch, says more Jamaicans are realizing that now is a good time to invest in local assets. We are seeing more and more people who want to participate in the stock market. There's been a confluence of factors that have kind of come together in almost a perfect storm. So one, you have an investing public that's becoming more and more sophisticated. You have an improving economy with very strong fundamentals. It's a good time to invest and a lot of people are recognizing that that opportunity exists. And what it means is that the more companies that are listed, the more people who, who participate in the stock exchange, the market becomes deeper and more liquid and more active. However, marketing manager of wealth management and syndication at National Commercial Bank, Sansia Thompson, is cautioning Jamaicans to consider the risks of investing. Yes, it sounds good, but there are also some drawbacks to it. So we take the time in giving the advice, um, painting the picture on both sides, the positives and the negatives, and ensuring that at the end of the day, when the client leaves our office, they are totally aware and comfortable with what Mm -hmm. they have signed up for. Mm -hmm. It's a point that accountant and financial blogger John Jackson has also taken on, making the case that more investor education is needed. Jackson also says most Jamaicans don't know enough about the stock market and therefore aren't benefiting. Jamaica has an adult population of 2 point something million persons and only 31,200 are said to have gone after the Whitton shares. 
when you do the calculation based on what the stock market is saying, just about 150,000 people are shareholders in this country. It therefore means that the vast minority, that amounts about 5-6% of the population, the overall population. So there's only a small fraction are sufficiently knowledgeable about investing in stocks and shares that are taking advantage of that option. That's why last October, then-Minister without portfolio in the Finance Ministry, Favel Williams, said she planned to launch an initiative to sensitize more Jamaicans and encourage them to invest in the booming stock market. The Member of Parliament for Eastern St. Andrew was addressing a JLP Area Council One meeting. And so I'm standing here today to tell you that I am launching a pond-the-corner stock market investing to bring you guys up to speed to give you the information and the knowledge so you too can invest in the stock market it is for you and don't let anybody tell you otherwise it's clear Wigton Wind Farm's historic IPO has had a tremendous impact on the market, sparking increased interest in the local stock exchange and shifting thousands of Jamaicans towards an investment mindset. With one transaction, the government of Jamaica was able to mobilize billions of dollars from many ordinary Jamaicans who've now bitten the cherry of social wealth. Kalila Reynolds for Nationwide News.